0: Play the fucking intro.
1: This is Dustin. I'm Chris, and this is SLC Punkcast.
0: Punkcast, yeah. And this is episode seventy-two.
1: It is episode seventy-two.
0: My goodness, Dustin, we're getting close to Christmas time already. It is. We're sitting here doing holiday time of year, spending all our time getting ready for show prep and stuff. And I'm I'm picking out Christmas punk rock songs today. (laughs) And I'm playing them at my desk at work and people looking over at me like I was fucking crazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At least it's November and we got to pass Halloween before you started doing it. Absolutely. That's what I hate, going into grocery stores and hear fucking Christmas music and it ain't even Halloween
0: yet. Dude, we went to some craft store, like a Michael's type store, and Christmas shit was already out like at the end of summer.
1: Costco has had their Christmas stuff out for the entire month of
0: October. Yeah, September. They're putting shit out at the end of September. Yeah. This is SLC Punkcast. We are punk rock review and interview show reviewing and critiquing all genres and subgenres of punk music. You found us. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play and on our website, www.slcpunkcast.com. You can find me on social media. I'm at SLC Punk Chris.
1: And I'm at another Punk SLC on Twitter and... SLC Punkcast on Instagram and Facebook.
0: Outstanding. Dustin, plenty of new stuff's been out since Always. Halloween. I hope that everybody had a festive Halloween. We went down and did the trunk or treat and uh, we handed out candy to what was predicted as 2,000 people. Damn, that's a lot of candy. That's a lot of candy. And hot dogs. We I was happy too. that
1: I had around like 75 to 100 kids hit my house. Somewhere in
0: that range. I had four <laughs> kids hit our house. Really? Oh, dude, it sucked. Oh man, me and me and the daughter stayed, and son and wife went and trick or treated, and, and nobody. It's fucking depressing, Lame. man. It's so depressing. Dustin, uh, since Chris, uh Christmas, gosh, I'm already thinking <laughs> of Christmas. Since Halloween, we've had uh, uh, the Lucitones come out with Night of the Wolf. Uh, on Halloween, I was on and Halloween's that is EP. from Batcave Records. That's why I had to mention. That. Right. I forgot to add it on fits, the last episode. Fits in with the uh, the Halloween, right? Right. Dave House, September Hayes. That's an EP. November first, Dustin. We're gonna play the hell out of that. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know this. I yet. noticed. I I picked at least three songs from that album coming. There's only four. <laughs> yeah, there's only four. You know, it's acoustic. It's new, and it fits something. Oh, there's a uh, cover song on it. Oh, nice! as well so it fit three we have those
1: episodes coming up everybody
0: yes. yeah those, those are the different episodes that are going to be coming up uh social editions it fits so well with so many the suck with something to do music for something to do people volume three november 1st le partisan with le Portance de la croix good job mm. uh, it's a re-release from 97 that came out november 1st the functional lunatics with trump you it's a single it's like saying fuck, only we say his name.
1: That's pretty much how it went.
0: We're going to hear this today. Noise, Mass Apathy. That was That's a, a single. single on November 2nd. Gutter Demons, No God, No Ghosts, No Saints. Looking forward to that one, November 2nd. Drug Church with Cheer, November 2nd. We're going to hear those too uh society out in the wild that's a three track pre-release on november 2nd when's the rest of it coming out
1: i believe in december those guys were are going to be playing uh one of those tracks next episode not 72 mm-hmm. but 73 and those guys are going to send it to us before it gets released chris
0: ooh, fun tune in hear it here first uh sick of it all wake up the sleeping dragon and uh Boy, I I really like it so far. That came out November 2nd. Scarborough with Wolves on the radio came out November 2nd. The Bare Minimum, Where Buses Don't Come, November 2nd. Uh, Another one that I enjoyed. Sorry, I Was Uh, (laughs) Shit-Faced. Double Meat, No Cheese, November 6th. That's fucking great. Uh, Swingin' Utters and Nothington uh, with a split album November 9th. Two great bands. And we're going to hear some of that in coming episodes. The Ratchets, First Light, November 9th. Laura Jane Grace and The Devouring Mothers. Brought, uh, bought to Rot, November ninth, uh, and uh, is she not doing against me anymore? Is that yes? It's where just a we're side at?
1: project with. Uh, it's the I members think it's Adam of against me. At isn't least it? one, at least one the the guitarist that uh, her and him have been together like from the Forever. beginning. Yeah, so at least two. There might be a third, but it's not the entire against me.
0: All right, and uh, various artist songs that saved my life. Looking forward to talking about that one. Against me did a cover and of
1: the Jim Carroll. Uh, famous Jim Carroll track. What is that?
0: Uh, I can't think of it. Off all the, the top people of my head who either. died, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I'll be playing a track off of that that I picked uh, here in a couple a uh, couple episodes. Crem, Para Nostre. que estu a la inf- uh, infren? Hmm. Yeah. November 9th. Hi fi. they they don't speak Spanish. It's they uh, Right. Right. But they're is from. It, it's Catalonian yes right they speak catalonian though it's not spanish i think you're right yes i think we covered that when we did the non-english episode uh hi-fi ninja with tattered and torn it's an ep november 9th gen y rotten few it's an ep november 9th sniper 66 annihilator yes November fourteenth, two great
1: Texas bands. We're going to be playing them on episode uh, seventy-three. Chris yeah, was already was gonna going to play already got, Sniper 60 oh, yeah. Annihilator, and I'm going to be playing all Texas bands, which
0: includes Gen Y on that episode. Right on. Subculture Tales of the Promised Land. November fifteenth, Useless ID seven hits from Hell. November sixteenth, that entire album is has a running time of five minutes. Nice. How fucking cool is that? Iron Sheik and uh, Toys That Kill. It's a split LP, November 16th. Revo Rebels. God, we love them. November 16th. Yes. Uh, local band. Uh, Can't Swim. This uh, two won't pass. <laughs> November 16th. The UK Subs. The Subs putting out a fucking other album. It's an huh? EP.
1: It's an EP. They did an album earlier this year, which oh, had okay. some covers on it. I was going to say. But this Holy one's just crap. like a, I think it's a four-track EP. So November
0: 21st. And Fail to Follow. Friends of the Show. Volume 2, Blood Code you can find that that's coming soon
1: yeah because it was originally slated for November 2nd when November 2nd came they let everybody know sorry there's a few finishing touches mm-hmm. we want to do I haven't seen the release date so we've actually already announced it was coming on uh, November 2nd but it's yet to be released it's but can, coming soon you
0: can find some musical videos for that featuring yours truly and blood Dustin blood code yeah oh god you're gonna no, see but... Chris before you see me I didn't oh, hardly see oh, me oh my fat stomach fucking sticks out about a mile and a half <laughs>
1: Chris, let's do some new music.
0: Yeah, we love Matt Noyes. Got a chance to meet him uh, at Punk Rock Bowling. He signed a bunch of posters, him and the band. Really accessible to the fans. Um, And they do so much stuff, too. Right. right? Uh, um, And so, big fans of Noyes. They're from Washington. Uh, Skinhead Rob's on vocals here.
1: Yeah, he's, he's uh, also.
0: Here's what's really cool. Proceeds from this track go to a charity to help make a difference towards gun violence in the country. Yeah, that's what
1: the mass apathy is about is the gun violence and uh, the both sides fighting because they're, you know, anytime there's a mass shooting or something, yes. something with guns, you yeah, have both sides are rushing instead of worrying about the people. They're right. get rid of guns. Keep our guns. They're always right. worried about that. They're always just button heads it's, and not a, worried.
0: And absolutely right. You know, right? I, I had a young person ask me what I thought about gun control. And I said, the biggest problem isn't gun control. It's our lack of mental health care here in the United States. Sure. It's the fact that the only people who can get the services that they need have money. Right. Talk to those guys in Sweden. I bet you they'd tell, tell you that doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. Right. Let's check it out, Mass Apathy, cool song. Noise. Very cool uh, album uh, that they made for this. Uh, it's it's got bullets around the Pirate's press is doing it.
1: it, and you're right. They punched out the shape of a bullet, so they're do, if they're doing a 12 inch for just one tongue for a single, and that whole exterior circle is all punched out bullets.
0: Yeah. Oh, so those are actually punched out.
1: Yes. So the track will be in the, the middle where you see noise and all yeah. that. You'll play the song from in that section, but all the bullets are actually punched out of the record. Wow. It's pretty unique, something new that uh, Pirates Press is doing.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and I mean, that's fantastic. They're going to give this money to several charities. Uh, and, uh, yeah, man, really looking forward to it. Check it out. If nothing else, you know, buy it to, you know, maybe put it towards a good cause, right? Yeah, I
1: already, uh, you can get it up Bandcamp. Go pay a buck. It'll go. Oh, yeah. It's going to charity, and then uh, it's the a album. super cool album, oh, and it's yes. going to be coming out on Black Friday. It's one of the few Black Friday specials that Pirates Press is going to be doing, including their their big one with right. al- like the four album and, number two hundred. And
0: I'm just going to mention PiratesPressRecords.com dot com forward slash I just lost it noise dash mass dash apathy. There you go. So Find that, Dustin. What do you got,
1: Chris? Uh, friends of the show. Oh yeah. Sean Morris, Bamboo Vipers are coming out with a new EP, Sean already sent it to us to check out, it's an EP, called America, there's two tracks, we're going to play the title track, it's a pretty long one, Uh, it's just over five minutes, they're
0: from South Central,
1: yes, South Central England,
0: (laughs) yeah, Uh, Bamboo Vipers, we had them on the show, God, a month ago, maybe two, uh, like August, yeah, it was summer, so about three months ago now, um, had a lot of fun talking to him. I think A Dustin, very memorable you, interview. You ended up editing a lot of that, huh? Uh, I had to. It was pretty long. Because we just fucking started bullshitting and yeah. had a great time. And we'd love to see these guys come to the States.
1: Uh, uh, or get out there to see them or, either. Yeah,
0: right. That'd be great too. I'll take that. Uh, this came out, or it's coming out. In excuse December. Excuse in December. Uh, yeah. Dustin mentioned the America EP. Let's check out America. Join night, terror,
2: culture, army, Orlando. I Canyon, Arkansas, Walmart stores, Wyoming, Black Thunder, Maine, let me tell you about Maine, Mississippi, and Teddy, Indiana, 500, West Virginia, Dunning Mama, Hawaii, hook them down
0: reference to, it's a little American pop culture reference book Book'em Bookumdano. What's that from, Dustin? Hawaii Five-0. That's right, Hawaii Five-0. Dustin, you know, they say the Bamboo Vipers are a punk rock and roll band from Hampshire, UK, who delivered thumping, energetic, and spiky, authentic songs topped off with harsh words of bittersweet irony. The Five Piece features ex-members of infamous 80s folk punk bands, the Crop Dusters, the Cropdusters, it's the Crop Dusters, whatever you said <laughs> was crop, wrong. The... <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm on radio. And the band has already been going down a storm of venues in London and across the south coast of England. They released their debut album, Dangling the Bait, on the 18th of July on their own.
1: Haunted Houses EP
0: Bell. what we talked
1: records. about. I don't want to forget this. Uh, they're yes. up for a bunch of awards. Uh, I can't Fair remember the light. website, but yeah, go check them out on Facebook. And, like, three different awards for the Haunted Houses EP. Wow.
0: And it says here, Dustin, that the future is unwritten. You're fucking right it is. They had a show on October 18th, but I'm not seeing anything coming anytime soon. Maybe taking a little bit of time off here in the fall. That's what, uh, I think that's what Sean said,
1: is they do stuff, and then when it gets around the holidays, they kind of family time it. You know, guys guys that
0: have been doing this a while, they got their shit together. Yeah. Right? And they know, hey we need to roll you know dial it back during these times um i can't say good that for I, mental health of the band i'm sure i definitely don't have my shit together because it seems like this is the time of year i get the busiest no kidding and you both of us yeah. fucking retarded that's what we are so yeah the radio roach awards just there it is oh, good job sure. Chris. can you vote for that I, was, like a... I didn't have a lot
1: of time earlier. I was trying to figure out where because it said you should, but I couldn't find where to do it, and I didn't have a lot of time. So go go to Radio Roach and vote for Bamboo Vipers, A Haunted House. But this one's America. That was America. So, so, so. Check out uh, that EP when it comes out. We'll definitely put more information out as we get more oh, when shit. it does come There out. it is.
0: Best Band 2018. You get five votes. Oh, well, that's who I'm going to vote for. Oh, fuck, dude. I don't know all these bands, though, Dustin. Dustin right now is going to jump over to the old turntable, Just a great part of our show. Not a part of it. He's got a three-legged bull on the front on roller skates, Dustin. Chris has
1: been checking it out. He sees it's the bowl test going at him. Ball's
0: ball. just fucking staring at me. What all
1: right, Chris. So this episode, all the bands I'm going to pick are from Oregon. Where? Oregon. These guys are from Eugene, Oregon. Uh, they, they released Deliberate Indifference, little 7-inch, three tracks, And, So, and Yeah, and this one is So. It's uh, And,
0: So, Yeah.
1: Yeah. We had Jason and Dalen uh, on the show when they, they were touring, so I did a, a live interview with them right. in person at, at their show. Uh, they released this that month. This came out in June. Go check out. Stuff that uh, not a part of it's doing. This is so off of deliberate indifference. Yeah? What? Yeah? Defiant indifference. Sorry.
0: Yeah? I'm, I'm sorry. No, oh,
1: that's track three, which is on the B side. I'm just trying to be an asshole. So?
0: So? Oh, Dustin, best punk or hardcore band of 2018. There's some bands on here I do not know, sir.
1: I'm sure there's plenty. I, hey, I've hey. never heard of the, the awards, but you know what? We know uh, Bamboo Vipers.
0: Yeah, fuck it. Let's party, right?
1: Chris, I got one more new track uh, for organ bands. I'm playing a few extra tracks, but I'm not doing an, uh, an album. And it's just because I want to get all these organ bands into this one episode. Uh, Abolitionist is this band. They're from Portland, Oregon. Uh, They were formed in 2009. They toured over the summer, including here in Utah. Uh This album came out May 1st, 2018, and the track is The Instant off of the album The Instant. Chris, abolitionist, cool band, have been around for almost 10 years. Uh, they toured over the summer. Hopefully, they come tour again. Go get that LP. Came out this year. Chris, we're going to do an interview with yeah. Teenage Schizoid. Uh, we are. This track nice. right here is Stalemate. Then we're going to jump into the interview. This track's only 46 seconds. Let's give it a go. And then we'll be right into the interview with John E.
2: Boyd.
0: Joining us now from Teenage Schizoid, John E.
2: Boy. John E.
3: Boy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing, John?
3: I'm doing excellent, man. How are you
0: today? Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We've already been talking a little bit here uh, before the interview. Tell us about the current state of Teenage Schizoid. Where do you want to go from here?
3: So where I want to go is I eventually want to get a solid drummer and a guitarist to play on the stage with me. But but currently it's just me. Uh, I do play bass and guitar, but mainly a bass player. Do all the writing, lyrics, music. And uh, after a couple years of rotating guys too often, I decided it was time to just start doing recordings myself. Which you were just informing me that uh, Dave Grohl used to do. And now famous doing that. So. It's not a stupid idea to start doing. You know, I have about 40 songs written. And
4: wow.
0: you know, if you
3: got 40 songs that you want to share with the world, you might as well start recording them. So sure. that's what I did.
0: How how hard is it to, to piece that together? I mean, to find is it just a matter of finding somebody who's motivated or is it just a matter of finding somebody who's good enough or a little bit of both? A little bit of
3: both. Definitely the motivation, I think, more so because okay, truth be told, like I'm pretty good at bass now, but the only reason I'm good is because I've spent the last seventeen years practicing my ass off as often as I can. Mm-hmm. So when I see a musician who's not necessarily like up to par with me, I don't want to knock them because I think if you put the work in, you can get there. So if you have the motivation, I'm willing to look past a little bit of the maybe lack of skill because I think it will eventually come. But finding those right people, just for whatever reason, has been a struggle for me. You know, I live in Chicago. You'd think with all the people in Chicago, I could find a guitarist after whatever, (laughs) like five years of doing this, but I just haven't. Yeah, it's been a struggle, but I'm not going to let that stop me. That's, That's basically it.
0: Tell tell me a bit a little bit about the, the the kind of history of teenage Schizoid Then you know, before you went ahead and released these three tracks on this EP, did you have? Were you playing these forty tracks? You mentioned you got forty tracks. Yeah. Are you are you out there? You know, touring with these. Uh, what what is it that you were doing? Kind of what brought it to be?
3: Yeah. So between 2013 and 16, it was me and three other dudes. Um, I want to give them a shout out for so the drummers, a guy named Ricky. Guitarists were Dan and Charlie. Good dudes, all good dudes. Still friends with them. Um, but yeah, 2013 to 15, we were playing like nonstop in the Midwest. We were playing in Chicago every chance we got. We were going to Wisconsin. We opened for bands like Slaughter and the Dogs. Uh, we opened for Sloppy uh, Seconds. I'm sure you've heard of them. Yes. Ten Foot Pole. So, you know, decently big. Oh, the Vibrators. We opened for them in Milwaukee.
4: Like, they weren't
3: the original punk band. Like, that's fucking cool. Right. So we're doing all this, As you know, not to sound cocky, but we just got such good reception, man, like, I'll never forget when we played with Fluffy Seconds at uh, Reggie's Rock Club in Chicago, they're on stage, like, hey, thanks to the first band for coming, and the crowd cheered, and they're like, and thanks for teenage schizoid, and the place lost their shit, man, it was wow. like the most flattering thing I've ever heard in my life.
0: What inspires you writing, so, you're a um, prolific writer, what inspires your writing, what do you maybe listen to, or, you know, uh, maybe more on the lyrics side, you know, what What is it that you maybe have personal feelings about that you want to share?
3: Man, I know this sounds cliche, but... Life. I mean, every every song I write is a true story. Like, I don't just like pull something out of thin air and write it down. So, mm-hmm. either an experience or a feeling. Yeah, I don't know. It just depends what strikes me with the lyrics. I really don't force those. I mean, my process is I usually write a bass riff. Like, I usually just start dicking around on the instrument. Something will come. I'll just keep building off of that. And then once I have a full song, I'll go back and try to plug in lyrics where they fit. Sometimes it's easier than others. But as far as motivations and inspirations for the bass, I mean... Man, I listen to Punk from so Freeman from Rancid is, like, my dude. Like, I All think right. that's, like, the best bass.
0: That's Dustin's favorite bassist as well.
3: Oh, really? Oh, good man, dude. Yeah, they're, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's the shit. I, I was 11 years old the first time I heard Rancid, and I was like, that's the instrument I want to play. I heard Journey to the End of East Bay oh, off the band Out the Wolves. Yeah, and I'm like, I gotta learn that bass riff. I don't even play that instrument, and no joke, that was the first song I taught myself, and I kind of just launched off from there, so...
1: Have you heard Matt Freeman's new band, Charger?
3: No, I will check them out. Check out Charger. They just released noticed. their
1: three-track EP beginning of October, so less than a month ago. And it's cool. It's it's definitely different than – it's for sure different than Rancid, but it's different than Devil's Brigade as well, which is a previous project he did. Who plays
0: bass for sure. Old Firm?
1: But, you know, my second favorite bass – but not by much. Casey uh, yeah, Watson. Casey
0: Watson. That's his from name. From Old Firm. Uh-huh. God, he's so... Fu- we saw Old Firm at a house show in Vegas, and holy shit, I was oh, like, yeah, he's so fucking good. Yeah. I man, it-
3: I, I really think punk rock has some of the best bass players in all of music. I think it's a very underrated genre in that regard. I sure. mean, it's a heavy driving instrument in the genre, so...
0: it's 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 funny because you see some things that... Where the bands kind of knock their own bass player, like jokingly, I'm I know, but right. It, but it is such an right. important instrument.
3: Absolutely. I mean, without that, it sounds like shit. Just ask um, what's that band? White well, Stripes. They don't have a bass player, and they're not even a band anymore. I wonder
0: why. <laughs> <laughs> have you considered taking? Hey, you know what, I'm just going to take my songs And I'm going to find a band And you're going to plug yourself into a band
3: Um, I've considered that But I really want it to be like my thing Just because at this point i put so much effort into it Plus I got the Teenage Skid logo tattooed On the back of my neck So I can't just go joining another band And let that sit
0: there on my neck. That's, that's called burning the fucking ships That's what that is <laughs> you know, when, when Cortez arrived to the new world That's what he did, he, he burned the ships So it was like, we're, we're here, we're in so anytime I hear somebody say they've done something like, for, like for instance, get a tattoo of their logo on their neck. Hey, wh- we burned the fucking ships. This is I'm all in on this. That's that's awesome that you that you're willing to to take that stand.
3: Absolutely. I mean, and I don't know at this point. Like, if it doesn't work out, I'll know I did my best. Like, it. I'd rather be on the road touring and fail that way if I'm gonna fail rather than sitting at home in my basement doing it. But I I know I put in the effort and I try to get musicians and I'm jammed with like. Dude, I have probably jammed like 20 different guitars in the last five years, and it just hasn't worked out. So mm-hmm. I put in the effort. I'm proud of that. That's cool. I am you know, I can hang my hat up on that at the end of the day.
0: What made you decide to go ahead and release these three tracks in uh, this year here in March?
3: Oh, well, actually, this is kind of a cool story. So um, I was working at a local coffee shop, pretty big corporation. I'm not going to drop their name because I don't like them anymore. But yeah, fuck Starbucks. at a coffee shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I was working there, and uh a suburb right in Chicago. And one day a guy walked in and I'm like, I think I know who this guy is. So I went back and Googled him. And sure enough, it was Dan Precision of 88 Fingers Louie, formerly Rise oh. Dance. I don't know if you're familiar. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there was no guitarist. And I started talking to him and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm a fan. I listen to your shit. And we just built a rapport. And, you know, it turns out he records and he has a recording studio. So finally having a connection like that and an in, it motivated me to do the songs. Uh, We had a really crappy EP that we recorded back in 2013. So I was able to give him that as a reference and be like, look, can we work with this? Can you make drum tracks? And then can I do all the other parts? He was down with it. Cost me a shit ton of money, I mean, to do three songs by myself. But it was worth it. You know, this is my passion.
0: Right. Absolutely. Burn the fuck. I think if I didn't meet him. (laughs) You're all in on it, right? Why not?
3: Right. So if he went to Dunkin' Donuts instead of... uh, Starbucks, I may not
0: have gotten these songs recorded, but thank God he hasn't
3: coffee, so. Fuck them both. Um. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For real. Honestly. I don't work there anymore. It sucks, man. Right wow.
0: You know, we've, uh, we've had an opportunity to listen to a lot of punk rock out of Chicago. I, I always think that Chicago has a great variety uh, when it comes to punk rock. Absolutely. Uh, within even the, the genres themselves, what do you need to do to, to make teenage schizoids stand out? among your peers
3: i think we need to be fun i mean i don't like when we played a lot of live shows we were fun people danced people moved mm-hmm. um and then another band would go up and like i don't know i don't want to say they were good or bad but i noticed people didn't move as much and mm-hmm. i think if you can get people into it uh physically in front of them i think that goes a long way because they're going to remember hey that's the band i danced to that's the band that got my foot tapping that's the band that got my fingers snapping right. and uh If I could do that, I think that uh, I'll go a long way because you don't have to be like a Jimi Hendrix, Matt Freeman style musician to make it big. You just have to have good songs. So that's always been my driving force is like write good songs. Like, yeah, they have good bass riffs, but that's just the result of my bass playing. Like, as long as the songs are catchy and good, people are going to like them. So if I can do that, I think I'll stand out.
0: Yeah, speaking of writing songs, you, you, the three songs that you did choose to put on this EP, how to out of out of a, a collection of uh, forty plus, what made it to where you settled yeah. on these three?
3: I think they're a little bit different each. So I don't know. I think the the teenage kids' song, the title track. I think it's very in your face. It's very hardcore almost. Like not the vocals, but musically, it's like hardcore. It's fast. So if you get somebody who really likes that kind of music, that's going to appeal to them. <laughs> then you get Checkmate, which I think is just a little more poppy. It's a little more appealing to somebody who doesn't uh, like that in-your-face aggression. So I tried to pick a few songs that could... Oh, and then the, the third song, uh, Stalemate, it's short, it's quick. So if you like that, you don't want to listen to a song for too long, you have that option. It's, what, 40 seconds or whatever? Yeah,
0: so. and, that's, and that's something Dustin and I have covered on the podcast. We, we did an entire episode, Dustin, of just short songs a minute or less, if I remember correct.
1: 60 tracks I think is what we did that are all under a minute long
0: and, and that's kind of that's uh, I think that that's a lost art I, I really true. think that that's a a lost art in in this music genre right it, the whole point 30. of punk going back to 77 was this raw edgy uh, quickly produced you know getting get out going away from the uh, the the pompous operatics of bands like Queen or, or or Elton John and what have you is that imp- is that something that's important to you? Do you have more of those in in the pocket? Those shorter minute or less type oh, songs. Yeah.
3: Absolutely, I'm huge on the short song, and um, actually, I remember back in the day I was listening to, you're familiar with the Terror State, the album by Anti-Flags from 2003? Yes,
4: yep. Maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so they have that song on there, uh, Death of a Nation, right? Right. So I remember really liking that song as a kid. I don't know if it's under a minute or not, but it's the shortest song on the album. I remember as a kid thinking, like, oh, I like this song so much, I wish it was longer. And then as I got older, I'm like, well, no, what makes it so fucking good is that it's short. If it had another two choruses and a bridge, like, it changes the feel of the song. Mm -hmm. So having that, like, epiphany or realization made me think, like, okay, dude, if you write a bunch of 50-second songs, that's okay. As long as they're good, they don't have to be these three-minute, you know, orchestra-filled, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, Because that can get boring. Like it's one of my knocks on some other genres is you got like a five minute song and you've heard the chorus four different times. Like why? At that point, you might as well just start the song over and listen to it again. Or or just
0: repeating a phrase ad nauseum, right? Where you're just hearing the same thing over and over. And it's like, I, I can't. I can't sing this with this because I feel like I'm fucking like no. losing my mind.
3: Absolutely. And I think that goes back to what I was saying about like being fun, like when I play a live show and trying to get people to like me that way. When I would see other bands playing these long songs and people lose interest three minutes into that track, like I don't want that. I want them to be like, Oh, that song was awesome was thirty seconds, oh shit, here's another song and thirty seconds later, oh, I'm getting hit again with a new one. Mm-hmm. Like that seems a lot more appealing
0: to me and and you even know. us over here trying to like i mean we were literally just spinning records like we we're djs doing that episode and it was because like it was
3: so fast and i wanted yeah. to talk
0: about the song or dustin wanted to talk about the song we couldn't fucking do it we had to like uh, hold on right? let's talk about what we just heard here uh, <laughs> you know right. apparently fuck the police you know and, okay moving on to the next song you know and and it's just in the bands who do those shorter songs i think that it takes an amount of of and 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 gutsiness to do that as well uh, and mm-hmm. so to be able to produce something like that would that be something that you would be interested in doing an entire album of songs that were a minute or less is that is that even possible
3: it's nothing I. It's nothing I thought of, but I would definitely do it. I think if I went and counted, I have enough songs to do that. That's I mean, so it'd cool. be a short album time-wise, but I could probably spit out 15 tracks in 30 minutes if I needed to. That, that right. might be fucking awesome.
0: Well, I mean, and right. in, in today's day and age, with the way that music is released now, you know, we're right. we're not talking about CDs or tapes anymore. We're we're doing these, you know, one to two song digital downloads, anyways. Something like that. Yeah could be more of, uh, uh, receivable by the masses as well.
3: It might be. I mean, even back to my little comment on Instagram that I made a few minutes ago, like every week I'm posting, uh, you know, it's like a one-minute video is all you're allowed. And as much as I hate that because I want to play a whole song, I think people like it because they can scroll, watch it, get get the idea of it, and, right. and go on with their day. So if you can do that with a downloadable track, more power to you. You know, that, that might be more appealing to the millennials and, who can't pay attention and, and how punk,
0: punk rock is them. a short track too because that's like saying yeah you can't play it on the fucking radio right you know fuck yeah you, you, can't, you know no the only the and only way this both? is going to get out is somebody getting it themselves
3: right yeah if it doesn't get on the radio to me i don't really give a shit that's never been my goal so i'm not looking to write a four minute radio uh, song and, uh, i mean if it did cool whatever like i would take it but that's not a goal. So. I'm more interested in people who like punk rock
0: liking my music. That that makes more sense to me. Dustin Freebird is nine minutes long. <laughs> There's different versions of it, but yeah, the the actual version. Uh, the 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 version that came out on the record, right? In whatever seventy something, nine minutes.
1: That's long. Guns N' Roses wrote long tracks too. There was some on those Use Your Illusion one yes. and two albums that were just oh my God. super were, long.
0: You had to have two tapes. Yeah. For Use Your Illusion one and two, and and. Honestly, how much of those long ones did you actually listen to, right? The you'd whole go way to, through? You'd go to the radio hit, right? I mean, and and then you're like, oh, yeah, this thing goes on for fucking seven hours. You had to press fast forward, but not too far. So fast forward play. <laughs> oh, nope, still going. Fast forward play. Ah, still going. Fuck's sake.
3: Well, I felt that way with uh, the, the decline by No Effects. I'm sure you're familiar with that. And yeah. I love that song, but the last five minutes are just – uh it's just like a refrain of music and you don't need to listen to that after you've heard it for 30 seconds right
0: i wonder if there's a a message being sent in it you know do they even intend for people to listen to that you know what i mean like i i could see doing that as maybe as an, an anti doing that but but to do it on purpose is man like all right cool you can jam we got you. Moving yeah, right. On.
3: Which they might have done. That stands five minutes before it actually ends. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, tell us yeah. uh, where can we get all of your stuff? Where you know what what are the socials and things like that?
3: So definitely Instagram is the thing I'm, I'm I'm updating most right now. So um, I try to do three times a week. Uh, once I do song either one of mine or a cover i switch off every week Uh, you know you can find that on the instagram page just teenage underscore schizoid once a week i do an album review of an album i like because i think that's a cool way to connect with people and i've gotten good reception with that you know people see an album they like they want to talk about it they want to see your opinion so that keeps you involved with your fans and then uh once a week i'm just trying to do something promotional so i'm sure this week i'll say hey i was on this podcast check it out when it comes out you know that kind of shit. And outside of that, you can always check out the Bandcamp page, um, but until I can afford more recordings, you know, the three that are up there is all that are up there. So. What you got um, is what then, you, you got. <laughs>
1: <Exactly>. <laughs> but there's
3: more to um, come. You can go to YouTube if you want and see some of our old live shows, but they're, you know, they're shitty done on a 2013 iPhone, so as long as you're cool with that, you can <laughs> enjoy
0: it. Yeah, I was just looking at some of the albums, Dustin. Uh, he's got uh, Rancid Out Come the Wolves, The Misfits That's with Static one. Age. That's good. Uh, the Clash. Which album is that? Uh, uh, from Here to Eternity. Fat Music. Oh, man. One of those good collaborations from the 90s, huh? Face to Face, Don't Turn oh, Away. We- the Ramones is self-titled. Yeah, man. Some great stuff on there.
3: Next week, I'm going to do a local Chicago band, because I haven't done anything through Chicago yet. So uh, a band called Shot Baker, who they're not active anymore. I don't even know if you've heard of them. They're pretty underground. But, oh. man, when they were playing, they were fucking good. So, Bouncing um, souls. Check that album with you when I post it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right on. Very cool. Yeah, so definitely follow you on, uh, on Instagram, teenage underscore schizoid dust, on your Instagram account. I already do. Well, I do now.
3: Ooh, you. Yeah, you guys like a lot of my shit. I appreciate that. Every time I see a like from you guys, I, I feel a little excitement inside well, my Well, it's, heart. it's, so it's all
0: you. it's all Dustin because he finds stuff and then I and then I do it after. Yes, <laughs> I just follow oh, his lead. Hey,
3: there was something I wanted to talk about with you guys because I list, you guys had tagged me in a podcast previously that I didn't even know was happening, and it was, that's why I got in touch with you. It was like the most flattering shit ever. Like somebody actually went and heard my music and wanted to share it. So that was cool as hell. So we did
0: you. do that. We did. And we appreciate it. Yeah, we, we played the the, the title
1: track off for yes. EP on that episode. Yeah, were you doing, and, were you um, doing Chicago actually, bands that day? Yep, I was playing all Chicago bands.
0: Yeah, you said Flatfoot 56. They're
3: good guys. It's been quite a few times. That's like, my um, band,
0: yeah. dude. Uh, that's my Chicago sure. band, to say the least, man. Love them.
3: Good, man. Because not enough people know about them. They should be more famous than they are. Like, they're right? really fucking good. I,
0: yes, I, I thought, th- here's what's funny. I thought they were more famous than they are. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, oh yeah, this really? is so fucking yeah, good. Yeah. I bet they play this shit on the radio all the time. I got to play deep tracks on them. Nope, nope. It's just, it's just me thinking that, I guess. I don't know. I think they're fucking fantastic. Hey, you know what?
3: At well. least you know it. I mean, at least you know good music, and you can pick it out. So. I, you There's know,
0: I can, I can use that as my street cred. <laughs>
3: there. You definitely got it, man. Appreciate
0: Johnny it. Boy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Looking forward to more from you. Follow you on Instagram. Uh, thank you again for joining us.
3: Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. And uh, anytime you want to do it, just hit me up. I'll be ready.
0: Right on. Absolutely.
2: Here I am, here I go Where the fuck did I go? Six hours ago I was sick
1: Special thanks again to John E. Boy, yeah. Teenage Schizoid. We do look forward. I hope that? he's able to put some stuff together with How some people. How about that bass, huh? Yeah, the bass. We were just listening to that, and Chris and I were both talking about that. That song was Checkmate. We played Stalemate right before the interview. Uh, that with Teenage Schizoid sums up the Teenage Schizoid EP, man. Yeah. So that's awesome. Cool. I hope uh, hope he's able to get it to some guys together and release more tracks. He's got 40-plus tracks waiting to be to oh, yeah. recorded. Yeah, for sure. Chris, we're going to move on to some older, lesser known. You're up first. What do you got? Just
0: oiling it up, dude.
1: With? Bruisers. The Bruisers.
0: Intimidation. Title track, Dustin. Yep. You already have this one, probably.
1: No, I didn't. You I did, did it. You know? Oh,
0: damn. Yeah, man. Uh, who's who's fronting the Bruisers on this one? Uh, on the, the original? This Just is. listen here.
2: We'll never give in, We'll keep on fighting, Tell down I your game, but the rules I your game, but the rules are surely like, boilerplate. I should? your game, but the rules are surely boilerplate. I is your game, but the
0: rules are surely. Figure it out. I already know it's Al Barr. Oh, shit, I didn't know that you knew that. That's why I said that. Who's oh. front, man? <laughs> and, and I was I was trying to be all fucking Mr. Quiz Show.
1: No, I knew it was Al Barr. Oh, okay. Al Barr was the front man of the Bruisers until he joined Dropkick Murphys. Right? That this wasn't is- until uh, a few years
0: after this. This was released right. in 1989. Right. And Al Barr was lead vocalist from 88 to 98. There you go. And uh, and it came back in 05. Yeah. Dustin, there's some familiar names on this list. Yes. Of former members. Uh, John, I see John there on drums from 97 to 98. Uh, I see Richie on there playing bass from 91 to 96 and, from 90, and playing guitar from 97 to 98. And, of course, uh, Mr. Barr, Al on there. Right. Um, yeah, man. Fucking great band. Kind of one of those weird, like... I don't know, like, they have a, a good, like, uh, history. Like, like boy fans know the Brucers. Right. Right? Um, and, and even though they've had just a lot of different lineups throughout the years. Right. Um, but, yeah, man, fantastic fan. Uh, how about that 05 reunion show there, huh? That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man, intimidation, bruisers, fucking—that's good American way.
1: Chris, I got a couple picks in a row here. One, this one I think you're gonna like. This Rum Rebellion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're out of Oregon, out of Portland.
0: You know, Portland, fucking weird fucking place. You ever been to Portland, Oregon?
1: I have. Oh, my man. sister-in-law lives there. Fucking weird place. Huh?
0: <laughs> ah, love how fucking weird it is there. Yes. Hey, have you ever seen Portlandia on INC? a Oh, bit. it's so fucking stupid. It's <laughs> funny. It's, it's one of those, right? It's so dumb, it's funny. Yeah, man, little Celtic punk rock out of uh, old Portland, huh? Home of yes. the Trailblazers basketball team.
1: Yeah. And the Portland Timbers for any of you MLS guys. Right. <laughs>
0: those cock <cock-suckers>, huh? <laughs> So well, Dustin, this would be a good opportunity as any. You know, Portland uh, really took it to Real Salt Lake this year, if you didn't know that. A uh, 4-1 win on the t- on the 6th of October and a 3-0 win on the 21st of October. Wow. Yeah, they stuck it in us. It fucking didn't stop. <laughs> but, however, in the playoffs right now is old Real Salt Lake, Dustin. Opening round win over the L.A. Football Club. 3-2. Uh, But a a tie with Kansas City Sporting. Those motherfuckers in Kansas City. (laughs) Well, they beat us for the title like five years ago, I think it was. Six years ago now. Those motherfuckers. But here's the fucking thing. Because it was a road game for Kansas City Sporting, they got the point. They got the, yeah, they, they pretty much got the W. And so, how fucked is that? Soccer is...
1: Weird the, way weird to, the, score. the way
0: that they score things. In hockey, you get a tie in the playoffs, and fucking play until that bitch is over.
1: Right?
0: I bet these fucking guys play shit at that Portland stadium.
1: <laughs> uh, Rum Rebellion, this track is United. The most recent album that I saw is Another Round. So this is track one off that which was released uh, in 2014. But these guys are still active. They were touring, oh, okay. they were here in Utah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember if it's over the summer, but within the last year, right. they've been here in Utah. I think this would be a, a good track for uh, the the Timbers games. <laughs> Alright Chris, i got one more track I've been listening to this band for quite some time This band is Broadway Calls Uh, The album is called Good Views and Bad News They're they're from Rainier slash Portland, Oregon And you know the saying Chris, be all you can be Be
0: all that you can't be
1: This track is called Be all that you can't
0: be Be all that you can't be Be be. (laughs) I bought ice cream earlier This is it
1: It's pretty floppy. You're hearing the story? Hear the story of this song, Chris. depending on who, what you believe, right? Right. Uh, th- th- that's what they're talking about, is recruiting. Be all that you can't be, but they're talking about recruiting, and they recruit young, you know, people that, uh, a lot of people that don't really have better options, and they try to sell them on, hey, come do this. Right. Uh, but then they're the first ones that they fucking ship out. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I can attest to that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fuck. That was was the motto when I was in high school, to be all that you can be, and then while I was in the army, it changed to an an army of one. Right? And they had this commercial, this dickhead running. Like, no gear or anything, just fucking running, like dog tags and shit clanking. That guy was in fucking 126 Infantry down the fucking street. He was a total fucking dickbag. Nice. But he looked good. So (laughs) fuck him. And now they're doing Army Strong.
1: Well... That's what they see. They see troops, not children. Though right. they're recruiting, seventeen, you know, getting it at eighteen yeah. and such. Absolutely. Well, Chris, let's move on to some great cover to covers. You're the one with the great cover to cover this time. Tell me
0: about yeah, it. Yeah, so you pick. Been playing around with. We're, we're going to be doing a lot of '90s punk. Okay. Just that's what you're doing punk.
1: for a while. For a
0: long while.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, man, we're just playing shit from when we were kids. Is what's going down. This is Guttermouth, Dustin. Do you remember gutter Mouth?
1: I do. They were just uh, here this year in Utah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so they're still uh, they're still is, around, still active. The album I chose.
1: They've been a band for twenty years, thirty wow. years, not twenty, thirty. Yeah, thirty years.
0: The album I chose was Terry Yakamoto.
1: That came out. Uh, well, we were freshmen or no sophomores, just wrapping up sophomore year yeah. high school, May seventh, ninety
0: six. Absolutely.
1: So this one's track eleven. It's a deep track.
0: Casserole of life. uh, You know, in trying to pick tracks, I just was trying to find some things that maybe stood out in one way or another. And this one, Dan Root of the Adolescents is giving a helping hand. Okay. So let's check out a little bit of Casserole of Life, and we'll come back talk a little bit about Guttermouth. one of those warp Tour bands Dustin
1: now that there is no warp Tour anymore Chris
0: yeah well it, it, it didn't end exactly how this looks anyways they got in trouble Guttermouth's known for being obnoxious okay. it's the name
1: Hey, yeah, I was going to say it's the name right yeah okay
0: so they're at fucking warp Tour and they said that Simple Plan and My Chemical Romance cared more about their fashionable clothing than the quality of their music
1: okay I'll go with that on
0: stage Oh, yeah. You I'm not going to dispute that. You and Go I would have been standing out there like, okay, yeah. right. And then, like, they did that big, like, um, anti-Bush thing in 04. Remember, they did Punk right. against Bush. And so that warp Tour of 04 was very political. Sure. And mouth not, not in support of Bush, but they were just like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, how fucking over the top this is so they made pro bush shirts and shit to sell at the fucking warp tour just kind of like a you know wow. being being obnoxious sure so they were kindly asked to leave and they were kicked off the fucking warp tour as far as i'm concerned that's fucking really punk rock of them to do all the things they did there right right uh gutter of course from orange county california they're part of that socal skate punk scene that started really emerging in the late 80s and early 90s you had tony hawk right starting to come out and, and uh and they gained popularity of course warp tour is a big part of these bands right it was where they got out what we're playing right now we got four short songs right One, two, three, four. One, two, three. One, two, three, four. you gotta say it right it? one two three four there you go and even with sticks it's better or
2: one two fuck you
0: Right, there you go. <laughs> so one song's already over. <laughs> Next Runs one's up. on two. So yeah, it's a pretty cool thing that they did with that. Um, kind of a, a, a unique portion of this album. Definitely not something that's going to get aired on the radio, right? No. Um, so let's check out two, three, four... point let's turn it down here you get the point one two three four this is soft three. Oh shit
1: all right chris why this album guttermouth's been around for 30 years why this one
0: well in in doing all this uh i'm i'm getting some outside help i'll tell you that right now i'm, I'm getting some suggestions From some things I see on the internet and stuff like that. Just trying to find some of the better albums for certain bands. Wanting to keep it 90s. Wanting to make it very 90s though. Right? I want it to sound. I want that sound. I want that skate punk sound that we're hearing from all of these albums that I'm picking. Okay. And, um, you know, this was one that I, I, you know, just kind of kept coming up. And I was like, yeah, it's a fucking fun album, you know? Here's the song they did the music video for. Now, if I remember correctly... It was one of the first, no, what year? 96, no, this isn't it. All right, I was thinking another band, sorry. Uh, yeah, this is. has got some airplay on the on the MTV, man. <laughs> MTV, remember that? When they played music? Back when they played, Beavis and Beavis the Butthead.
1: <laughs> but Beavis the Butthead played music, too.
0: Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember what year, let's see here. This is their third album. They did a full-length LP in ninety one, Friendly People ninety-four. This is their third album, Cherry Yakamoto ninety-six. After this is Musical Monkey, Gorgeous, Covered of Pants, Gusto, Eat Your Face, Shave the Planet, the whole enchilada. Um, a few lineup changes. Mark Gadkins though has been the
1: Consistent the
0: consistent one, right? The the lead singer, if you will. Currently made up of uh, him and Kevin Clark, uh, Justin Van Wiesbrook. Uh, at Westbrook, sorry, uh, Matt Willis and Donnie Barnes. Bird Attack records right now, Dustin, on Bird Attack. Ah!
1: Akimoto, that was whiskey gutter mouth chris oh shit uh yeah right hear that bass line yeah we gotta no. hear this first This is like an anarcho street punk hardcore style of punk, but they're from the '90s. Yeah. They started in 1993. This is Defiance. They're from Portland, Oregon. So I'm playing a track from uh, 1996 to album, No Future, No Hope. This is track one called "Fuck Them All." Yeah. Yeah. And then instead of doing a great cover-to-cover album, I'm doing this one from '96, and then I'm going to do one from a newer album. So let's hear a little bit more of FUCK
2: DEMO! FUCK them all, yeah,
1: That bass pretty cool, man. That's standing out. I was, you know, just thinking about what we were talking about uh, on Teenage Schizoid with Johnny Boy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really paying attention. Alright Chris, this this band again, Portland, Oregon They've been around since 93 Uh, Bands such as Anti-Flag and Unseen Have cited these guys as an influence Wow Right? Uh, Been around since 93 Cool band Uh, Point of that being around since 93 Is they're still touring They were in Utah this year too All these Portland bands, man Not Broadway Calls, I don't know if they were But all these other Portland bands I've been playing, Chris all have been in Utah yeah. just this year.
0: But this summer, huh?
1: I think most of them were over the summer. But I think one of them might have been in, uh, I'd have to look up the dates. But right. one might have been like uh, late spring or something like that. But yeah, man. Really cool. Uh, good for us. Get to see some cool bands. Opportunity anyway. Uh, Defiance. This is Joined the Army. The album is out of order. And it came out in 2011. So one of the more recent albums.
2: we Right? I did.
1: Well, Chris, there's two bands now. Two different songs, two bands. Very similar stories, yeah. right? Uh, different time frames, but both bands are from Oregon. Both bands are from Portland. I'm sure there's plenty of other bands that have sung similar songs, just coincidence of the show. But, it you know, that's an experience you can kind of relate to. Do these songs speak to you at all? Do you feel any similarities? Do you feel...
0: I don't know, I think that I was in a different situation than a lot of kids that I served with. You know, I... I there are those guys that you could tell that there was nothing going for them. Right. Huh. You know, like... Fuck. Wow. There are guys I served with, though, that fucking... You know, they, they were working for Fortune 500 companies, and they fucking got sick of it. There was guys I served with that were college students, fucking ran up too many loans, and the Army fucking paid Pat for Tillman them.
1: Pat Tillman played in the NFL. Right. Wanted to make a difference. Wanted to
0: make a difference. You know, became really disillusioned towards the end. Uh, that I compare with probably more than the recruitment of it. To right. me, it was... Less about that. I mean, I see that. You know, I see some of these kids recruiters are talking to, like, at the schools. And I'm like, that kid? Really? Like, kid's a fucking loser. Like, you know, when they were recruiting, the kids I went in the Army with from my high school, we all were very similar. We, you know, captains of the football team and, you know what I mean, like, you know, got decent grades, had girlfriends. You know what I mean? We're really kind of just average kids, I I would want to say. I don't think I was exceptional. I was pretty average. And so were the other guys that they recruited. But, you know, we were we at least had something about us. I see kids getting recruited today, and it's like, fuck, that kid's that kid's at the end of his fucking at the end of the street. You know, he's a total fucking loser. And they're over there like, Oh yeah, bro, you can fucking call the duty this shit. And it's it's ridiculous. It's really it's it's awful. You know? Right. That kid doesn't need that. That kid needs someone to fucking guide him. Or her, but they don't need to fucking join the military. I don't think that that's the answer necessarily for them. You know, right. I think they should be recruiting the best and the brightest. They should be recruiting the A plus kids. They should be recruiting kids like your son, right, right. who's involved in fucking everything in his school, right? right? And and those are the kids that should be joining the army. Those are the kids that should be leaders in the army. Yeah, but they aren't. They're lowered recruiting standards throughout the time that I was in. Um, to the point where they had so many gangbangers and uh, neo Nazis that there's there's gang tagging graffiti all over Afghanistan and Iraq. Wow. X14, fucking swastikas, um, you know, white power, fucking you know, Sereno, all that shit. It's fucking tagged everywhere. That's U.S. service members.
1: Wow. That's that's sad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> fucking, I saw some sergeants had their fucking eyelids fucking tattooed, bro. Fucking eyelids tattooed, had eyes tattooed on their eyelids, like that's cool if you're fucking fronting a fucking hardcore band, right? But you're a fucking staff sergeant in the United States Army. You fucking walk around like that? I would have fucking smacked the taste out your mouth if you told me what to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I, I of of all the stories that are out there, the ones that I I feel most kindred to are the ones like Pat Tillman, where right. you know you start questioning what am I doing exactly you know right so yeah but nonetheless yeah i see that side of it as well
1: dustin guilty pleasures chris <sighs> getting ready to wrap up you only have a couple left this one and what one or two more for outlaw yeah. country Sometime
0: there's not much left this is david allen code dustin he has spent the more time ta-
1: sounds familiar why do i know david allen spent
0: more time in jail than he did out of it okay he opened, was a, a an opener for Kid Rock on tour. What? He developed country metal with Pantera guitarist Dimebag Daryl.
1: Wow, that's a, that's neat. That's an right. interesting thing. I'd be curious to hear some of that. Why don't you pick some, some country metal instead of this? Is this even outlaw country? This is this sleepy is country.
0: This is way outlaw country. It's about the lyrics. All right. David Callan Oh. Well, that's Charlie, Charlie Pryde. Anyways. Dustin, David Allen Coe has sang songs about having sex with Linda Lovelace. Calling uh, Jimmy Buffett an asshole. He's sang songs about shooting heroin. This guy don't fuck around. Right? He's fucking done more time in jail than you and I have fucking done in this podcast. <laughs> he wrote a song for Kid Rock. He's one of the most prolific songwriters of the 70s and considered to be one of the best, finest songwriters in country western history, especially in the 1980s. Okay. But somehow they had to swallow this fucking pill in order to get this song. By the way, darling, by the way, just think, you had to listen to to this song this I picked this song because it's the fucking cleanest.
1: <laughs> well, we do a punk podcast, and you look for the cleanest I had to song. Fight.
0: Huh? I was too worried. Is he gonna say the N word? Oh, right. Okay, but not like in a negative way. Just that's how I was raised, and, and spent his entire life in prison. I'm sure that that's how they talked. Okay, fair enough. He was referred to by the New York Times. Hold on, let me get this article. God dang it, I'm gonna lose it here. There was a New York Times um, article about him and just described him as this just uh, homophobic, racist, xenophobic, uh, you know, piece of shit and whatever else. And I guess that he like wrote to them, like, hey, let's talk about this shit. And they were like, he could not be reached. (laughs) But you don't. Oh, I'm telling you.
1: That's poor journalism. It is. You should always Dar-man. strive to get the other side.
0: You know, he, uh, he introduced Johnny Cash as the man in black. So, uh, there's
5: some... Here you go. This is the best part of the song right here. Go ahead, let's listen. He told me it was the perfect country and western song. I wrote him back a letter and I told him it was not the perfect country and western song because he hadn't said anything at all about mama, or trains, or trucks, or prison, or getting drunk.
0: The perfect country and song well, he sat
5: down and wrote another verse to the song and he sent it to me. And favorite, after reading it, this I is realized that my favorite my line had, of lyrics written the perfect country ever, and western right song right here the perfect country western song you ready on this album all right listen the last verse goes like this here well i was drunk the day my mom got out of prison (laughs) and i went to pick her up in the rain but before
0: You've heard the perfect country western song. (laughs) Dustin, he has been described as alt-country, pre-punk.
1: Pre-punk, huh?
0: Yes. And a hillbilly version,
1: glitz and glamour. I would like to hear, because this is obviously just a country western song, not a pre-punk.
0: But again, purposefully... a a country western song sure you got to remember this is tongue-in-cheek this whole fucking thing right it's she never calls me by my name he's banging this chick she don't even know she don't even know his name it's about sex (laughs) right yes and so yeah man i love david Allan Coe. he is an asshole and love him he is 79 years old still kicking around dustin Well, good for Uh, him. All the fucking guys we've listened to and talked about, he's the one still alive. He's fucking one doing heroin. (laughs) Probably still. What do you got?
1: Chris, one more band from Portland, Oregon. Really? Uh, Alternative band.
0: Yeah, definitely. Listen
1: to him in the 90s. Speaking of shit, it kind of goes with all your 90s, all those 90s bands. Uh, This is Everclear. One of the first concerts I ever went to. Oh, yeah? Everclear. And I just saw Everclear last summer. They came here to Utah. Was that for
0: warp?
1: Nope, nope. They did uh, the winter, the summerland, something, something summerland that, uh, that. Art Lexicus actually uh, organizes. So Sugar Ray played and Sponge, one of my was, favorites was from was the 90s. Papa Roach there? No, no, Bam. no. Uh I remember Sponge, Sugar Ray, Everclear, and I think there was one more. I forget who it was. Probably not a good sign that I forgot who it was. But this is Everclear. This is more of a an, an, uh, guilty pleasure type song. Because there's going to be an episode at some point. We're going to talk about bands that kind of have that. They were all alternative or they were grunge or they were something. But were they punk as well? And there's some songs from the original, before this album of Everclear. Where you're like, yeah, they these guys might have been punk at one point. In yeah, my opinion. they all
0: came from it. Right? right. It, it, it's definitely the influence.
1: Well, this is Normal Like You off of So Much for the Afterglow. And this album was released in 1997, Chris, senior year, October 7th, 1997. Yeah. Everclear's a cool band, and we're going to wrap this up. Chris, on Twitter, you can find some of these bands at Vipers Bamboo, at Not A Part of It, at Abolitionist PDX, at Rum Rebellion PDX, at Broadway Calls, at Guttermouth Triple X, at Everclear Band. Chris is at SLC Punk Chris. I'm at Another Punk SLC on Instagram, at Noise, but it's N-O-I-7-S-E. Yeah. At abolitionist organ, at teenage underscore schizoid, at yeah. the underscore bruisers, yeah, at rum underscore rebellion uh, underscore official fucking band. yes, we should
0: do this episode.
1: At Broadway calls, at GutterMouthOfficial, official, at defiance punks with an X, X, at Everclear band Chris is
0: at slc punk chris
1: i'm at slc Punkcast, chris on facebook where are they at
0: at destiny city noise at bamboo vipers at not a part of it at abolition 1859 at teenage skin sword at the bruisers at Rum rebellion official at broadway calls at guttermouth at defiance at everclear i'm at slc punk chris
1: i'm at slc punk play the fucking outro